Welcome, everybody, to our late-night edition of Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz. I want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Like I said, it is late. I apologize for the late hour. Thank you for everyone who has stayed up. I want to welcome Sammy, who is with us on Facebook. Viviana is also with us on Facebook. Sammy is from Montana. Khaleesi is also joining us. On the Instagram side, I want to say hello to Jorge1964, Annalise, Friend Leon is joining us. Welcome to all you guys. I hope you're having a lovely evening. CC Weezy just joined us on YouTube. And uh, there's a great reason why uh, I'm late tonight by quite a bit. It's been one of those days where... Just event after event has been happening throughout the day. All really great stuff uh, that I've been organizing. And the first thing that I want to bring up to you guys is this coming weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend here in the United States, May 29th and 30th is uh, in North Carolina is going to be the Carolina... uh, Fest, the horror festival and we me myself and our executive producer marco are going to be attending this event as press and we're really excited about that uh we're going to be going there if you want to be there it's going to be in raleigh durham north carolina if you're near the raleigh area we would love for you guys to come join us get to meet some of you and I'm going to show you the guest lineup here in a second. It's going to be some really exciting guests uh, that they're going to have on hand for this uh, horror convention. And it's really great, you know, in just over a year of starting this show that we are finally able to attend in-person conventions. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment for a while now. And to get to attend these events as part of the press is really exciting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's really exciting. We're going to have, like, untethered access to all of the guests and a lot of other stuff. I'm going to be live streaming throughout the whole weekend, throughout various times, uh, Saturday and Sunday, while we are at the convention. And before going any further, let me just show you guys the guest list of who's going to be there. And it's a pretty impressive guest list. Uh, Headlining is Ross Marquand, who we all know as Aaron from The Walking Dead. Naomi Grossman, Penny from American Horror Story, and as well as one of our guests here on Dead Talk Live, Nick Stahl who's currently playing Riley on Fear of the Walking Dead, has also been in Terminator 3, Sin City. He will also be there. And it goes on and on. Felisa Rose, the star of Sleepaway Camp with the big twist ending. I'm a big fan of Sleepaway Camp, and I know a lot of you guys are as well. Uh, Vernon Wells, C.J. Graham, Damien uh, Maffi is going to be there from uh, Strangers Pray at Night, Haunt, The Wrong Turn movies, Time's Up, Bay Ling, who was in uh, Star Wars Episode 3, 
uh, Dead Ringer, Wild Wild West, Conjuring, Book of the Dead, Paul T. Taylor from Hellraiser, uh, Hellraiser Judgment, Sin City, uh, Shifter, and then it just keeps going. Brian Krause, Rob Mello, uh, Nikki Brendan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Criminal Minds. And rounding off the list is uh, Hannah Fearman from Creepshow, VHS, Siren, and Vampire Diaries. So it's a great lineup, a great lineup of guests. And if you guys live near or are going to be near the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina area, we invite you guys to uh, come join us. It's going to be this weekend. I know it's Memorial Day weekend. A lot of you have plans. And, um, you know, you can go to their website. Just look up uh, Carolina, sorry, Carolina Fest Horror Convention. And you will it will take you to their website. You can find out about ticket information, where exactly it's being held at in Raleigh, and a whole bunch more information. Like I said, I would love to actually meet some of you guys in person if you're in an, or around the uh, North Carolina area. Lindsay Sparks is with us on Facebook. Zoe is joining us on Twitter with a big love heart for Aaron. How can you not like Aaron from The Walking Dead? And I'm really excited to actually get to meet Ross in person. Uh, Lindsay writes, I uh, was talking with my sister's boyfriend and he is friends with some of the people that worked on, what's that say? Herarity and Mossumer? I don't think I've heard of those. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, Lindsay also writes, that is awesome. We're very excited about it. Very excited to be going to our first horror convention since this pandemic. And it's going to be in person and since this show has started. So it should be sort of like a brand new experience. Growing up, I've been to a ton of horror conventions and they are just so much fun. You get to meet such amazing people and really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Uh, some scheduling notes. Uh, this Friday, we did have uh, Ivan Kavanaugh scheduled to be with us. He is the writer of the movie Sun. Uh, he had to reschedule because of a scheduling conflict, but he will be joining us early next week. Uh, trying to nail down the date. Maybe it's either going to be Monday or Tuesday, but he will be joining us next week, just not on Friday. He is located in Central Europe, so whenever, whichever day he is on, Dead Talk Live will be starting at 3 p.m. to accommodate the time difference because he is six hours uh, ahead of us here on the eastern uh, coast of the United States. So stay tuned for that as well. Want to welcome Caesar, who's just joined us on Instagram. Akira, hello. Thank you guys for tuning in. F. Gallegos, a lot of people coming in on Instagram. Khaleesi saw the movie Sun, which Ivan Kavanaugh wrote, and she loved it. I read the synopsis for you guys yesterday and a review about it. I personally have seen the movie. It is just amazing. It stars Andy Matichak, 
who we all know from Halloween 2018. She is Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode's granddaughter in the movie in Halloween 2018. And as soon as we get Halloween Kills this later on this year and Halloween ends next year, they she is going to become the star of, you know, this newly branded Halloween franchise. So really looking forward to it. And if you're looking for a good movie to watch, uh, check out Sun. You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay Sparks writes, it was the autocorrect. So let's see if I can figure out what the autocorrect. Now, I'm assuming one of the movies where autocorrect for you said Masumer. Do you mean uh, Midsommar? That's my closest guess as, as to what you were trying to say there, Lindsay. Khaleesi says uh, his movie Sun was so awesome. Yes, yes, it was awesome. So let's go ahead. It's been a while since we've gone over the news with the weekend. And yesterday we went over the amazing episode that uh, we got a Fear of the Walking Dead this past Sunday. It sucks that we have to wait two weeks to get the next one. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. It's Memorial Day weekend coming up here in the United States. I hope everyone stays safe and you guys have some uh, some fun plans. So let's take a look at what else we have on tap for as far as news goes. It's, it was not that much news building up over the last several days as you would expect. Now, Netflix's classic horror story movie is a mix of Midsommar, there you go, Lindsay, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There are two, those are two movies that I would not exactly put in the same sentence. So, Netflix releases a teaser trailer for a classic horror story, an Italian horror movie reminiscent of other cinematic, cinematic terrors, both classic and recent. The teaser trailer for Netflix's A Classic Horror Story mixes pagan symbols, satanic imagery, and mutilation of the flesh in what promises to be a thoroughly terrifying blend of Midsommar and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Italian film comes from director, uh, directors Roberto De Feo and Paolo Stripoli, and stars Francesco Russo and Peppino Mazzotta. I tell you what, those Italians know how to make some gory movies. Uh, just one filmmaker in the horror who's a legend is Dario Argento. Uh, he was big into making zombie movies, and he's made some of the most, like, amazing zombie movies and they are just flat out gory <laughs> gory movies so netflix posted the eerie teaser on youtube which draws viewers into an isolated cabin wherein all manner of a nefarious goings-on are taking place mysterious rituals and violent torture are set against a soothing acoustic soundtrack, a juxtaposition that hints at the source of the movie's horror. The film streams on Netflix July 14th, a little less than two months away. So let's go ahead and watch this trailer and see what this movie's all about. 
Era una casa molto carina, senza soffitto, senza cucina, non si poteva entrarci dentro perché non c'era il pavimento. That's exactly what they said it was, a teaser, but damn. <laughs> I would add into the mix uh, Midsommar, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and a little bit of Saw <laughs> with that contraption they had that poor guy set up in. That looks pretty good. It looks pretty scary. Uh, the streaming service tweeted of the movie, Think the Italian Midsommar meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So the film's influences are no secret. Ari Aster's 2019 A24 Indie found beauty and terror in the pagan rites of an isolated Swedish village, and Midsommar's deceptively idyllic setting resembles the ominous country cabin in a classic horror story. The Netflix film paints plenty of straight-up gore onto the cinematic tableau with medieval torture devices there you go that jigsaw himself might be interested in taking a look at so midsomar meets texas chainsaw massacre meets jigsaw <laughs> that's a pretty good mix right there very very interesting mix want to welcome angie who has just joined us on instagram and is saying hello welcome sorry not angie agni Sorry, Agni. Sorry for the mispronunciation there. So let's keep moving on. Acclaimed horror movie coming to, again, Netflix. And you probably have not seen it. So let's just see the preview and see what this is. And it's not available. Of course. Tease us about a trailer and it's not available. Let me refresh it and see if it comes up. The zebra can match almost anyone. Now... We're not listening to ads. We're going to mute the ads till we get through the ads and get actually to the trailer. So Netflix recently unveiled all new content coming to the streaming service in June. And there's an acclaimed horror movie dropping next month that many movie fans probably haven't seen. So this ad is almost over. And if the past go. year has taught us anything, it's how to watch copious amounts of TV at a time. And I'm keeping my binge-watching skills honed, honey, with some of the best shows streaming right now. So let's plan your next binge-watch. I'm Anna Rumor. Alright, well, no. Sorry, Anna, but, you know, we uh, clicked on that to actually watch the trailer. And I think this might be it down here. There we go. Here's the actual trailer. I came across an empty cabin about a mile east of here. That sounds like Michael Rooker. Alone? No. It is. No. That's good old no Merle. No longer a God-fearing woman. Hmm? He's got that distinctive voice. Out here. Are 
Got new neighbors. What are they like? A little funny. Funny. Nervous. Is there a church nearby? Not enough people around here yet. How many? Four. Is that what we look like to them? A little flickering light in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes in the rain. Well, I tend to get a bit restless. What do you think of them? It's nice to have people close. A lot of known this land is funny, you know. You know. The Good wind actors. never stops. It plays tricks on your mind. What's this? It's nothing. You don't need to be filling your head with stuff like this. I've seen something. I hear it too, whispering. Where do I know that? I drown the graves you passed on the way here. This place is wrong. No one's here but us. No. Mara Dammer's soul. Amadon, the destroyer. So Kobaneth, bringer of jealous thoughts. Messimus, prince of pestilence. There is nothing out there! Your mind's looking for things to worry about. Alright, well that movie's called The Wind, and it, I had never heard of it, uh, and it looks pretty damn good. On June 1st, Netflix subscribers will be able to stream The Wind, a 2018 horror film set in the Old West. The movie follows two young couples who moved to an unpopular area, unpopulated area of New Mexico, but soon very strange things begin to happen which causes tension among the four friends who live in the lonely western fields. And it was funny, the asteroid, how many people lived in the town? Just four. The Wind stars Caitlin Gerard and Ashley Zuckerman as Elizabeth and Isaac Macklin and Julia Goldani Tellis and Dylan McTee as Emma and Gideon Harper. Additionally, Martin Patterson, Miles Anderson star, with Anderson playing the Reverend, a, a character who may or may not also add to the supernatural threatening seemingly posed. The Wind was directed by Emma Ta Tammy from a script by Teresa Sutherland and held its premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival in September 2018. It's found much acclaim with critics and earning a score of 81% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll be checking that one out for sure. I'll be definitely checking out that one. So, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, eerie. I guess we have a lot of trailers today. Eerie trailer for Edgar Wright's fantastic-looking horror thriller, Last Night in Soho. And some info on Last Night in Soho. This movie has been being anticipated for a very long time now. It 
keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Of course, COVID has a lot to do with that, but it looks like it's getting close to actually being released. Focus Features has shared the full trailer for Edgar Wright's highly anticipated psychological horror thriller called Last Night in Soho. This offers our best look yet at the story that Wright has created, and it looks like a fantastic film that will be wonderfully unsettling. The the story is set in London and follows a young girl who is passionate about fashion design who mysteriously enters the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. The trailer starts out optimistic enough, but it slowly descends into a gloriously terrifying nightmare. I've always wanted to see Wright make a proper scary horror movie, and it certainly looks like we're going to get that with Last Night in Soho. The movie also stars Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Thomas uh, McKenzie, Matt Smith, uh, Sinov Carlson, Michael Agio, Di- Diana Rigg, Terrence Stamp, there's a name that we haven't heard in a while, and Rita Tushingham. Uh, so let's go ahead and check out this trailer for Last Night in Soho. It's trailer night. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got troubles, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Sidewalks where the neon signs are pretty How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there You can forget all your troubles Get all your care, so go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No funny place for sure.
Now, that looks pretty damn interesting. That looks pretty damn interesting. Like I said, this movie has been anticipated for a while now. It keeps getting pushed back. But there is a release date now. It's not coming out very soon. It's coming out October 22nd, 2021. Just in time for Halloween. Uh, it's going to be going up against uh, Halloween Kills. Uh, but I'm sure this is going to get a lot of attention as well. Um, so let's see, um, Wright wrote the script for the film with Penny, with Penny Dreadful scribe Christy Wilson Cairns. When previously talking about it, Wright described the film as being in the vein of Donald Sutherland's 1973 film Don't Look Now and Roman Polanski's 1965 Repulsion. Hmm. When previously talking about the film, Thomason McKenzie said it's genuinely something I've never seen before. Very unique. I love things where you're reading a script and you know where it's going, and then it goes, it goes in a completely different direction. And when talking about the character she plays, she says she's almost got kind of a sixth sense. She can feel things that are on another level that most people can't see or feel. When talking about the inspiration behind the film, Wright said, I realized I had never made a film about central London, specifically Soho. And up until now, I thought the title of the movie referred to the part of Manhattan and people who have been in New York or spent time in New York know there's an area of of Manhattan called Soho, which is short for south of Houston Street. But it's not. It's it's Soho in London. Uh, so anyway, specifically Soho, somewhere I've spent a huge amount of time in the last 25 years. With Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, you make movies about places you lived in. This movie is about the London I've existed in. And here is the post the poster for Last Night in Soho. Again, we have some great movies coming out this year. And don't forget, guys, uh, next week on June 4th, uh, we are getting the release, finally, of The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's a Warner Brothers release, which means it's coming out in both theaters and HBO Max on June 4th. Simultaneously, it'll be available on HBO Max for 30 days before getting pulled. How long it stays in theaters, it's probably going to be longer than just 30 days. But very soon after, uh, if the trend continues, it's going to be widely released on video on demand for people that are not HBO Max subscribers. So I'm looking forward to so many uh, horror movies that are coming out this year. So, Nix is being impatient on Instagram. He says, yo, I got a question. Yo. And, yo, Nix, sorry. Go ahead and ask your question. I'll do my best to answer it. So, next we have, check out the scary trailer. Oh, another trailer. The, the scary trailer for the new horror anthology, The Macabre. If you're a fan of horror anthologies, God knows we have plenty of them now, 
Check out the trailer and poster for The Macabre, directed by Eric Mathis and written by Rolf Konefsky. And Nick says, yet to ask his question. So let's see. Let's watch this trailer, then we'll read the article. You guys don't mind all these trailers, do you? Isolation can be a dangerous thing in these parts. Legends are legends for a reason. Held grounds, and I should know. Slashers. Evil spirits. Demonic forces. Laugh all you like. You won't live to regret it. What the hell is that? Alright, very short. Man, what the hell was... Look at this picture. Uh, that looks familiar. That actually looks familiar. Indie Horror Studio, uh, Grimehouse Films, and Production House, Tier Mavi have released a first look at their creature feature horror anthology, The Macabre. Give it a spin and read more about the movie below. Synopsis, director Eric Mathis brings you a practical effects-laden monster film that is bursting with old-school video store horror goodness. Written by Eric Mathis and award-winning writer Rolf Konefsky, the macabre is four horror tales filled with monsters, ghosts, demons, and slashers that are all tied together by a huge, twisty-turny, shock-ending, wraparound story. Mm. The macabre features many fan-favorite horror stars and cult icons, in rare appearances like Mark Torgi from The Toxic Avenger, Drew uh, Mavic, uh, Pool Party Massacre, uh, Alan Maxson from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Kansas Bowling from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and more. The practical effects are absolutely next level with fully mechanical creature heads, full body monster suits, and mind-bending makeup effects. It's good to see something new that uses practical effects. Now, for those that may not know, practical effects is the way, you know, stuff was done before the we were introduced to CGI. So I think that's wonderful. Uh, the, the director of the movies made this statement, we really wanted this one to be one of those horror films that delivered in every way. We cared about the stories being engaging, the characters being sympathetic, not just nudity and gore, but a real quality horror film that horror fans and those that love and respect the genre will appreciate. I think we absolutely achieved that goal and created something that carries on the tradition of great horror films. We want to redefine what people expect when they hear indie horror. Sounds good. Grimehouse has just launched their Finishing Funds campaign 
and wants to raise enough to finish the film with a huge finale. The film has some massive horror celebrities attached, incredible composers for the score, and an Emmy-winning editor ready to bring it all together and give the fans the ending they deserve. The macabre is almost wrapped and will be clawing its way to audiences very soon. And it doesn't get any more indie than that, guys. Um, Let's see. Lisa writes, I want to see that movie. Uh, Let's say, just reading what you guys are writing. Um, Yep, Nick's never asked this question. Oh, well. I... You guys are my witnesses. I gave him the chance. He just never asked. All right, let's see what Screen Rant says. Marvel's new Daredevil just defeated a horror movie icon. Oh, this ought to be interesting. Marvel's new Daredevil just cracked a new case with her apprentice involving the ancient gang of evil ninjas known as The Hand. And in doing so, just defeated a horror movie icon. The Hand have often given Daredevil comics a huge edge as they often bring their fallen fallen soldiers back from the dead and invoking demons to do their bidding. In the latest issue, the undead ninjas turn up their horror level by sending in one of their ghouls that bears a striking resemblance to Jason Voorhees of the Friday the 13th film franchise. In Daredevil number 30, Chips Darsky with the art of Marco uh, Ciocetto, hope I didn't butcher that, and Mike Hawthorne, Electra Nachios, aka the new Daredevil, is continuing her mission to clean up the streets of Hell's Kitchen in a way that would make the prison-bound Matt Murdock proud. During her quest, she has picked up a new apprentice, a girl she saved during the King in Black's Invasions named Alice. The two vigilantes enter a club suspect uh, is the hub of a local drug ring. And that's when a horror worthy of 12 movies begins. So there you go. Kind of cryptic a little bit, but still sounds interesting. Now, Swedish horror movie The Evil Next Door moves in with a sinister presence next month. And yes, we do have another trailer. Why not, right? It's late into the night. Let's just fill it up with trailers. So let's see what the trailer is for The Evil Next Door. Oh, den förra ägaren, de renoverade huset. The subtitles are really small, so I apologize for any of you that can't read them. Just det, precis. Och det är de som har köpt Peter och Jennys gamla hus. Du vet vad som hände där, va? 
général. You know, you guys know paranormal is my favorite horror subgenre. I've not kept that a secret. I've said it so many times. It seems like all these uh, horror movies that are coming out, I would say well over 70-80% of them involve the paranormal. I mean, it is just so hot right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with... Uh, more of the public coming out and admitting that they do believe that there is something after death. Uh, so, of course, they're going to take that concept of what people believe in and turning into something really terrifying. And, and I know for personally speaking, I don't see myself ever growing bored of paranormal films because... As long as the story is good, uh, it's just not filled with just empty jump scares. And at the end of the movie, you're just left with uh, just a bunch of jump scares, a few doors opening and closing. Uh, no, that's taking the cheap way out. If you've got a good story, uh, I don't see how you can run out of creative ideas when it comes to the paranormal. I still love it, and my love for paranormal movies is growing. It's still growing. It, like I said, it's the only genre, subgenre of horror that actually still scares me. Now, I enjoy the entire uh, horror genre, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to stuff that I'm going to sit down and actually, you know, there's a chance that it might scare me, no, there's nothing that comes even close to the paranormal. Uh, let's see, Khaleesi writes, so May 28th, A Quiet Place 2, and Friday after that, The Conjuring 3 movies. It is looking great. Tina on Facebook writes, I would love to see that movie. This, yeah, this trailer that we just saw, The Evil Next Door, it's Swedish. It looks pretty damn good. And I apologize again, the subtitles were very small for anyone out there that couldn't read it. So, Oscar Melander and Tor Danielson, Swedish horror movie The Evil Next Door, is being released by Magnet releasing this summer, and the official trailer has arrived this afternoon. Look for The Evil Next Door to come knocking on June 25th. So, it's just a month away. In The Evil Next Door... New to her stepmom role, Shrin moves into a duplex with her partner, Frederick, and his son, Lucas. The new home feels like the right place to start, becoming a family, but when Frederick leaves for work, strange things are heard from the other uninhabited side. Also, where, where, sorry, also who is Lucas's new friend? And that's all they have. Uh, not much. Looks pretty scary to me. So I'm going to keep an eye out for that one as well. 
Let's see. I'm just checking on the time. We're 40 minutes in. 10 scariest plagues in horror movies that we're thankful are fictional. Let's just quickly go through this list. Number 10, It Follows. Very good movie. Underrated, 2014. Although this horror film is said to be more on the supernatural side, the events that occur can be classified as a plague. It Follows describes a phenomenon that takes over sexually active members of society. After engaging in a sexual encounter with someone who has quote-unquote the plague, the new victim is able to see the entity which can take on the appearance of any person. If it catches the person, it can kill them, and then the person who passed it on to them. It can also be passed along strictly by engaging in sexual activity. So it's a supernatural form of STD. I think that's a pretty good summation of it. Number nine, Dawn of the Dead. So they're just talking about the zombie virus in general. Number eight, The Thing, 1982. Now that wasn't a plague. That was an alien. So I gotta disagree with them there. That was not some kind of uh, earthbound plague, bacteria, virus. Uh, in the thing, it was flat out an extraterrestrial, an alien. Number seven, body snatchers. Again, alien. Let's see. Number six, quarantine. You know, the plague that they thought they were trying to contain in quarantine... I would say was more of a supernatural as opposed to a virus of some sorts. But, you know, that can go either way. Number five, it comes at night. All right. Number four, the ring. Come on. The ring? No. The ring is a flat out paranormal movie. I do not see any kind of plague associated with the ring. Totally disagree with that. Number three, Cabin Fever, 2002. Number two, Resident Evil. Again, zombies. Number one, 28 Days Later. Again, zombies. So, a little bit of cheating there on Screen Rant side. The Bunker will unite horror icons Tobin Bell, who is Jigsaw, and Tony Todd, who's Candyman, the original Candyman, in a new sci-fi thriller. So since our topic today is sci-fi horror, why not? Sci-fi horror flick The Bunker is now shooting in Los Angeles with iconic horror actors joining Chelsea Edmondson in the lead. Principal photography, which is just a fancy word for them saying they started shooting, has commenced in Los Angeles for Brian Hansen's upcoming sci-fi horror flick called The Bunker, with a strong cast that includes Tony Todd, Chelsea Edmondson, and Tobin Bell. The sci-fi horror thriller is co-written and produced by Charles Bunce. The Bunker is set during a mysterious alien invasion telling the story of a government scientist played by Chelsea Edmondson, who is sealed in an underground bunker 
and must create a bioweapon to stop the mysterious travelers before they can take over the Earth. Edmison is an actress and producer known for Thunder Road 2018 and The Black String, again 2018. She also starred as Bride Misty Hillman in Zack Snyder's Netflix zombie movie Army of the Dead. Now, I haven't watched Army of the Dead yet. It's a recent release on Netflix. It's getting a whole bunch of mixed reactions. I am going to watch it. I uh, just haven't done so yet. But I really, depending on who you ask, either people loved it or they hated it. There's really no in-between when it comes to that movie. It is reported that Tony Todd and Tobin Bell will co-star alongside the lead with filming underway in L.A. The two horror icons play a key role in driving the story. The iconic Tony Todd is well-reputable for playing the titular role of Candyman in the film franchise between 1992 and 1999. Todd also starred as Dan in The Man from Earth, and this thing just jumped on me. Uh, the Man from Earth was 2007, and also voiced The Fallen in Transformer Revenge of the Fallen. Tony Todd also appeared in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. Todd has also acted on and off Broadway. Among his many roles are August Wilson's King Hedley II, Athol for Guards the Captain's Tiger, for which he received a Helen Hayes nomination. Tobin Bell, on the other hand, is best known for playing the central character in the Saw franchise. His portrayal of John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, was notably impressive. The award-winning actor appears in the first eight films in the series and also voices the character in two video game adaptations. Saw 2009 and Saw 2 2010. His portrayal of Jigsaw has earned him five award nominations and two wins. His other movies include The Firm, uh, and that's going back a ways. I do remember him in The Firm with Tom Cruise and in The Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. Uh, the production company Blood Oath has released a joint statement that confirmed their interest and excitement regarding the production. We've been reading a mountain of scripts, and this one immediately leapt off the page as a fast-paced, character-driven story within a high concept none of us had seen before. It was the perfect fit for Blood Oath, and with legends Tony Todd and Tobin Bell starring, we believe it will also be the perfect fit for audiences so just continuing on the trend with all these great movies coming out so we're going to leave the news right there for today we're let's talk a little bit more about sci-fi horror uh which is our topic for tonight and huge list to choose from and you gotta remember when it comes to subgenres of any kind of tv show or film a lot of it is very subjective. Somebody might place a movie in one subgenre, another one might place it in another. But 
What we have put together is uh, a quiet place. Nobody can argue. Almost everyone's loved this Netflix original. It was a breakout hit of 2018 by first-time film director John Krasinski, creating what many consider a masterclass in building tension with very little dialogue. Horror producer Jason Blum saw the film and was so impressed with it, he said he wished he had produced it. The original script by Brian Woods and Scott Beck contained only one line of dialogue. The film was later rewritten by Krasinski, who also honored the concept and kept dialogue to an absolute minimum. When Paramount bought the script, it was intended to be reworked into a Cloverfield film. Even planned as late as John Krasinski signing on, everyone involved was relieved when Paramount ditched the Cloverfield